0: I will say one of the hardest things, personally, and I think for most people about staying healthy, is dieting. Now, there's one thing when you are just trying to stay disciplined and you intentionally try to eat something. But I know with some diets, there's sometimes when people are trying to stick to something and it's harder than what it looks like. For example, the keto diet. I know I had some family who were using certain brands of products that claim to be sugar-free, that claim to be using Stevia, but when you read the ingredients, it actually had sugar mixed in to the Stevia. So it completely defeated the purpose, but nowhere on the packaging did it say that this was sugar and Stevia. It just said Stevia on the front. But that's so many times how we can walk through this life. It's one thing when you know the truth and you know if you're doing the truth and you're not, but it's another thing when you are deceived the definition of being deceived means to think that you are doing something in truth but you're actually not in the truth i know we talked about the spirit of error recently but i think it's further important to read what areas in the bible that it says specifically not to be deceived so as usual, put on your spiritual scuba diving gear because we are about to dive deep. My name is Amani Akins and this is yet another episode of the Deeper Waters podcast by Piscata's Rose. A very key element in magic is deception. To get your eyes to see something and make it look like it's something something else is really going on now fortunately our god does not operate off of magic but he operates out of miracles everything that he does is real but the thing is you can't even be led by how things look like the opposite of faith isn't necessarily fear the opposite of faith is your sight because That's exactly where you can get deceived, not believing in what God said, but believing in what the circumstances look like. And just that easily, you can get led astray. So, just looking at a couple areas where God's people were warned specifically not to be deceived. There's a few passages in the Bible that all have the same phrase, be not deceived. And the first one is in the Old Testament, and it's in Deuteronomy 11. And we'll start with verse 1. And it says the following Therefore, if thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and keep his charge, and his statutes, and his judgments, and his commandments always, and know ye this day, I speak not with your children, which have not known, and which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God, his greatness his mighty hand and his stretched out arm and his miracles and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt unto Pharaoh, the king of Egypt and unto all his land and what he did unto the army of Egypt and unto the horses and to their chariots, how he made the water of the sea, red sea to overflow them as they pursued after you and how the Lord hath destroyed them unto this day and what he did unto you in the wilderness until ye came into this place and what he did unto dathan and abiram the sons of eliab the sons of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their households and their tents and all their the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all israel but your eyes have seen all the great acts the lord of the Lord which he did. Therefore shall ye keep the commandments which I command you this day, that ye may be strong and go in and possess the land, whither ye go to possess it, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers to give give unto them, and to their seed, a land that floweth with milk and honey. For the land whither thou goest, and to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt, from whence ye came out, where thou sowedst thy seed and wateredst it, and it with thy foot as the garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. A land which God, the Lord thy God careth for, the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if ye hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of the rain of your land in the, his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil, And I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and that ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath will be kindled against you. And he shut up heaven, that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit and lest ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. Therefore shall ye lay up these words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them, your children, speaking of them, when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house, and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. For if ye shall diligently keep all the commandments which I command you, to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to cleave unto them. Then will the Lord drive out all these nations from before you, and ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. From the wilderness of Lebanon, from the river the river Euphrates, even to the uttermost parts, of the sea shall your coast be, and there shall no man be able to stand before you. For the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that ye shall tread upon, as he hath said unto you, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. And a curse if ye will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. But turn aside out of the way which I command you this day, to go after other gods which ye have not known. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord thy God hath brought thee in unto the land, whither thou goest to possess it that thou shalt put the blessing upon Mount Gerizim, and the curse upon Mount Evil. Are they not on the other side, Jordan, by the way where the sun goeth down in the land of the Canaanites, which dwelleth in the campaign over against Gilgal, beside the plains of Morah? For ye shall pass over Jordan, to go and to possess the land, which the Lord your God giveth you, and ye shall possess it and dwell therein. And ye shall observe to do all the statutes and the judgment which I set before you this day. So right here we see God talking to the children of Israel after they were delivered from Egypt, and they had seen all these miracles. It wasn't deceptive, it wasn't just a form of entertainment, but all the stuff that God did for them was real. And he proved himself time after time after time again that his power is real and that he will do everything that he said he would do. So after proving himself, he then made a covenant with this people. And he said, if you continue to do what I say and love me and just continue to follow after me and nothing else, then I will continue to give you that power. I will continue to fulfill my promises unto you. But be not deceived. You cannot serve two gods. You cannot do partially God's will and also do what you want to do and do all sorts of other stuff and serve other gods and put other things before him because that violates the covenant that he made. In verse 26, I love what it says. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. You have a choice. You get to choose this day who you will serve. And with that, you accept whether you want your results or if you want God's results. You can try to work all you want, but you can also be blessed and everything you do will naturally succeed. I know everything you do is going to take a little bit of work, but I would like all my work to have dividends on it and not be working and feeling like I get nothing out of it. So that's the first example that we have here. Simply just to follow God. That's what it means to love God. The gospel of John 14, 15, 15, 14 and all of first John. It tells us what it means. But even from the Old Testament, we see that to love God simply means to just follow what he has said. So don't be deceived. That could really wrap up the whole episode. But let's look at some other areas in throughout the Bible where it talks about not being deceived. Be not deceived. So the next area we have here is in Luke chapter 21. And it says the following, starting at verse 1. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury, and he saw a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all for these have done of their abundance and cast unto the offering of God, but she of her penury or of her poverty hath cast in all the living that she had. So right here, before I even go even further into the real part that I want to go into, this is an act of God right here she trusted god she was able to give all that she had because that's showing her trust she's putting all that she has where your treasure is there your heart will be also so the fact that she gave that much she gave all that she had it wasn't necessarily about the amount but it was the amount of her might the amount of her resources that she put into god she gave all that she had And that's where her heart is. And that's part of the reason why I believe that was mentioned in this chapter right before some of these other things that are about to be mentioned. But picking up in verse five, it says, as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts. He said, as for these things, which ye behold these days will come in which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying that I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye out. But the time draweth near. Go ye not, therefore, after them. I know I never really looked at it this way, but when I looked at a slightly different translation, it said they're gonna say two different things. They're going to say that they themselves are Christ, which means they, that they are an anointed one and they have the way, the truth, or they're saying that the time draweth near. So it's two different things that they're saying, but he said, do not follow either of those people in this time of the end. And then picking up at verse nine, but, when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified; for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said unto them, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilences, and fearful sights and great signs shall be there from he- be there from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands upon you, on you, and persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist and ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends and some of you shall they cause to be put to death and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake but there shall not a hair of your head perish in your patience possess ye your souls and when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies then know that the desolation thereof is nigh then let them which are in judah flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out and let not them that are in the countries enter thereunto for these day these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled but well unto them that are with child and to those that give suck in those days for it for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift your heads up for redemption draweth nigh and he spake to them a parable behold the fig tree and all the trees when you know When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation, this generation talking about the generation that sees all this, not necessarily the generation that he's talking to right now, but this generation that sees all of this, shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with suffering and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that the day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Praying always, you can pray anywhere at any time, even if you have to do it mentally, you can pray always. That ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. And the daytime and in the daytime he was teaching in the temple at the night at night he went out and abode in the Mount of Olives, the Mount which is called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to him in the temple for it to hear him so right here he was talking about some of the things that are going to happen at the end times so he was talking about don't necessarily just go off of what people say but go off of what i said go off of what the prophecies say go off of what god said at the end of the day there's going to be people who are going to say oh the end times are near we've seen plenty of people do that we're going to see people who say that then they themselves are christ they themselves are anointed and they have a new gospel But he said don't be deceived by any of this you're going to see certain signs but at the end of the day when he comes back it's going to be undeniable nobody can make the sky crack open nobody can make the themselves come into a cloud come into the world with a cloud of glory and great power like god is when those times are going to happen but Until this time happens, we see that persecution is going to arise. There's going to be hardships that people are going to have to endure. But even in those hardships, as long as you are not deceived and you continue to walk in the truth, God will give you the words to say. He will give you wisdom. And if you trust him, you may even be delivered from some of these persecutions. I know, for example, when you look at the story of Egypt, the first few plagues, it seemingly affected everybody, but the land of Goshen was protected from the majority of those plagues. So if you trust God now and you die to yourself now, in the long run, that's going to pay off. You kind of see that mirroring in the end times. Times are going to be so much worse for though those it's seemingly so much worse for those that believe at first. But as you trust God and he begins to bring judgment, because it says in the Bible, judgment starts in the house of God. Then as you continue to trust God, you're going to see that it was worth trusting his word. But it's important, uh, once again, that you continue to watch, that you're continually ready for God and his coming, that you're continually ready for anything that's going to happen. You have to be watchful and you have to pray because it's very easy to be come overwhelmed with all the suffering why am i doing this is it even worth it and to go into drunkenness and to start caring about all this vanity in life that you lose your purpose so it's important that we are not deceived not deceived to turn away from christ not deceived by somebody claiming to be christ and not to be deceived of what time that we are in but simply pay attention to the signs that he gave us So next up in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we have another portion of scripture that talks about not being deceived. And it says the following. In verse 1, it says, Dare any of you having a matter against another, go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints. Do ye not do do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame, it is so, that there is not a wise man among you. No. Not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren, but brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because because ye go to law one with another. Why do ye not rather take wrong? Why do ye rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong, and defraud. That in that your brethren, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived: neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed. And are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. I will not be brought under the power of any meats for the belly, and the belly for meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body and god hath both raised up the lord and god hath both raised up the lord and will raise up us by his power know ye not that your bodies are members of christ shall i then take the members of christ and make them members of a harlot god forbid what now know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot shall be one body for two saith he shall be one flesh but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? And ye have of God, and ye are not of your own. For ye are brought, bought with a price. Therefore glorify God with your body and in your spirit which are gods so there's a few different things to talk about here for one it talked about not necessarily going to the world and i think this could apply to more than just having a problem with a brother but even problems internally we have google right at our hand we can go to this it's interesting too Um, if you have an apple iphone you have that logo that has the apple with a bite out of it and it's Almost it's very it's a very interesting choice of logo and because of what power you have access to, you have access to any knowledge that you want at the click of a hand. And so many times we can go to that. We can look at, at Google, we can look at Reddit, we can look at Instagram, we can look at Quora, you could look at all sorts of stuff that pops up whenever you have a question, instead of turning to God, instead of turning to the Bible and turning to his statutes, he said to turn to me and not to other idols. But it's just that easy because it's the norm now to look up other things instead of judging matters within the church. Similarly, if you have an odd against somebody who is in the church, we don't need to go to the world because it talks about there's gonna be people who think that they're doing God a service when they are delivering up the true followers of God into persecution. So this is almost a way of preventing the church from even getting to this stage by making sure that we are able to judge matters of our own. And I think that it shouldn't just apply to just judging matters of your own amongst each other, but also being able to judge matters of your own in your own life by submitting to God who is the author. He is the judge of all. And he's given us these commandments other thing too, staying on the topic of being not deceived. We see from the very beginning that he said, don't be deceived. If you turn away from me, then it's not going to be good for you. You can either choose to be blessed or be cursed. That's the interesting thing. There's so many times when we think that we are born blessed or born cursed and stuff like that. No, being blessed is a choice. Being cursed is a choice no matter what family that you came from no matter what situation you came from you get to make the choice do i want to follow god or not and based off of that choice certain things in your life are going to happen whether in your favor for blessing or not in your favor and cursing your life that's just what it says here another thing it says right here is to be not deceived if you have sin in your life that you are just letting happen in your life you cannot inherit the kingdom of god not just because it's sin but also because it defiles your body it defiles your temple because once you go to god you belong to god therefore you need to flee fornication you need to flee every sin that a man that you can possibly do and to turn to god because if you have any of these sins that we just mentioned any fornication, any idolatry in your life, which we learn that idolatry is more than just bowing down to an idol. But Colossians chapter three elaborates more on what idolatry is. Certain actions that we do is idolatry. Vanity is idolatry. If you, are effeminate if you are abusive for yourself with mankind if you are a thief if you're covetous if you are drunkard if you're a reviler if you're extortioner it says you will not inherit the kingdom of God but it also says right after that such were some of you so you're not the deal is not sealed yet as long as you have breath in your body even if you're doing any of these things you have the ability to turn to God And to be blessed as long as you're living even if you are living currently a cursed life you can turn to god and be blessed but likewise you may be living a blessed life and if you turn away from god you will live a cursed life you get to choose if you want to live a blessed life or a cursed life so we need to make sure that we are going back to the very first scripture that we talked about continuing to follow god after love continue to follow after what he said and that's how we are going to stay in this kingdom and to inherit all that God has planned for our lives. We want to make sure that we get this inheritance for all the work that we are putting into this life. So the next portion of scripture we have is First Corinthians chapter 15. And I know we've read this quite a bit recently, but there's so much revelation in this little bit here. So starting at verse one it says moreover brethren i declare unto you the gospel which i preached unto you which also ye have received and stand wherein ye stand by which also ye are saved if ye keep in memory what i have preached unto you unless ye have believed in vain for i delivered unto you first of all that which i also received how christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen of cephas then of the twelve and after that he was seen of about 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain until this present but some are fallen asleep After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me, also as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, and I am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. We need to make sure we have the grace of God in our life, and we are acting out of it. It is through his grace that he is what he is and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but the grace of god which was with me therefore whether it were i or they so we preach and so ye believed and real quick just even talking about that grace going back to the scripture we just read you may be living a life that is not in the will of god but as long as you have breath you are able to change Paul himself was a persecutor of the church. He wasn't even a part of it, but God used him to be one of the most instrumental and he worked harder than everybody else that was grew up in this church or not necessarily grew up in the church, but were a part of it from the very beginning because that was what the grace of God allowed him to do. So don't let your past define you. You don't have to let your past define you. As long as you have breath, you have a decision to make. Do I want to be blessed or do I not? But continuing on in verse 11, Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some of you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. yea. And we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified f- of God that he was raised up of Christ, he, that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. So none of this ever happened. To live this life will honestly be terrible because you could do whatever you want because there's no redemption. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, and by man came also the resurrection of the dead, for as in Adam all died, so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man his own order; in his own order, Christ the firstfruits; afterward, that they that are in our Christ are at His coming; then come at the end, when He shall have delivered of the kingdom to god even the father when he shall have put them all down into uh, in all power and authority so real quick going back to the scripture we just read earlier in corinthians in corinthians chapter six Talking about not having anything that's not of God, if you have any of those things that we mentioned, don't be deceived. You will not be a part of the kingdom of God. But as long as you have put on Christ and have put off the things that are not of Christ, then when Christ fully manifests his kingdom and he delivers it up, you will be able to be a part of that. So as long as you still have time, I know there's a portion of scripture that talks about it is not the will of God that anyone perish, but that all have an everlasting life. And that's part of the reason why he's waiting so long to return until everybody has a chance to hear the gospel and to make their own decision. So this is why it's so important, because as long as we have these attributes of Christ, then when he finally is ready to deliver up this kingdom and fully manifest it you will be a part of it. So, picking up in verse 25, it says, For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet, and the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet, but when he saith all things are put under his feet, under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, Then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead, if the dead rise not at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantageth advantage me, at me, if the dead rise not? Let us eat, and die, drink, for we die tomorrow. Be not deceived; evil communications corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. But some man will say, How are the dead rised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool, that that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that the body shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat, or some other grain. But God giveth it a body, as it pleased him, to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, and another f- flesh of beasts, and another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption and it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor and it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. It is sown in a natural body and it is raised in a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul and the last Adam was made a quickening or a living spirit. Howbeit that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which was, is natural and afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man of the earth is earthy, and the second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthy, and as is heavenly, such are also they that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of the eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So there's a lot of stuff here, and I know we covered some stuff even in this last episode that just came out. But today I want to focus on what it said. Be not deceived. For evil communications, corrupt good manners. We need to make sure that we are very careful of what we are communicating with, what we are associating with, what we are keeping around us. It talks about earlier, and I know there's a part in Romans that it talks about not only those who sin, but those who are entertained by those who sin. So we need to be very careful what we open ourselves up to. Communication is a two-way street. So it matters what you say, but it also matters what you listen to. It matters what you surround yourself with. Another thing that it says here is that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's why it's so important that we are in Jesus Christ. When we are in Christ, we are able to inherit the kingdom of God, but we also must put off everything that is not in Christ and similarly to the very first passage that we read in deuteronomy it talks about how he would give the land to israel that he promised this is a promise he will give everybody who is in him a new body he will give them eternal life but we have to keep our end of the deal we have to submit to god and turn from all of our ways and be subject unto Christ. And it's not until all things are put under his feet that all of these things will be manifest. So like we said, we need to not be deceived in turning away from God. We need to not be deceived in people trying to lead us astray from God in the spirit of error and those who are impersonating God. We need to not be led astray in sin, and allowing sin into our bodies and we also need to not even be led astray in the way that we talk and the things that we let communicate into us because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God but also if we are listening to the wrong things then we are going to get what I would call a demonic faith a fear I wouldn't necessarily say it is the opposite of faith but it is faith that is not in God what you listen to is very important so we need to make sure that we are speaking words of life because death and life are in the power of the tongue it doesn't say your tongue or my tongue, it just says the tongue. So we need to make sure that we are being an example, but we also need to make sure that we are very careful when we can control it what we surround ourselves with because it has an impact. Now, before I move on to the last passage that I have here, you'll notice how many times we've read this passage, first Corinthians fifteen. We've read this passage a lot. I know we've also read Romans a lot. But If you haven't figured out yet, newsflash, life is hard. Even as a Christian, the rain falls on the just and on the unjust, but this is just life. But on top of that, I would say the only way to actually live is in Christ, because the Bible says to live is Christ and to die is gain. So many people are dying and they never really live. Most of this life, they are dying not necessarily dying to themselves, but they are dying trying to find something. So we have found a purpose. Now we just have to trust his word and to follow after it no matter what it looks like. So don't be deceived, but keep the faith. It's not walking by your sight, but walking by the word of God. So lastly, the last scripture that I have for today is Galatians chapter six. And starting with verse one, it says the following brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye, which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Now, real quick, I actually want to pause right there because earlier in Corinthians, we were just talking about if somebody has a fault or an offense. We need to be able to judge, but we also need to be able to deal with each other in love it talks about in the spirit of meekness to humbly not saying that i'm holier than thou not saying that i'm better than you but to restore one another not to condemn one another not to make people feel terrible about themselves yes there's a time for rebuke there's a time to say what is right but we need to do so in love we need to do so with humility because nobody is better than anybody it's only through christ that we even have the life that we have So we need to have the ability to judge righteously. We have to have the ability to tell what is going on and to be able to restore each other. Because it talks about in the Bible that the church should be able to edify itself for the glory of God. Through prophecy, we are able to edify each other. And 1 Corinthians 14 talks more about that. But anyways, going back into what the focus is for today, picking up in verse 2, it says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfil the law of Christ; for if any man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. but let every man prove his own work, let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, for every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught the word communicate unto him that teaches all and all good things. So right here, once again, focusing on communication, you have to make sure that you don't have evil communication, but that you have good communi- communication, not just any communication, but communication of those who are taught in the word. And what word are we talking about? The word from the very beginning that we were talking about in this episode, in Deuteronomy 11, the words of God. So the more that you know of God, the more you need to talk with others about the word of God and what God has spoken and what God has led you to do. In verse 7, is the main focus. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit, soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season, just like the earlier in Deuteronomy eleven, in due season you will get the promise. Not necessarily immediately, but in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Ye see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. As many as desire to take a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but have desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in the flesh. So just talking about that real briefly, this is just a traditional ritual custom that was done by many of the believers before Christ came. But now this was not necessary because he wants your heart to be changed and not a ritualistic flesh change so picking up again in verse 4 it says but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world for in Christ neither is circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature and as many as walk according to this rule Peace be unto them, and mercy upon the Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So, we see right here, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth that shall he reap. You will reap no matter if it's good, no matter if it's bad, you will reap. But when you're doing good, it's easy to get caught up because you're doing good and you may not see the results yet. But faith is not about sight. Faith is about trusting that God is going to deliver his word in due season. So don't be deceived and don't stop you're going to make it i might just link this sermon from my pastor not um my current pastor but my pastor who i grew up with um he had unfortunately passed away but he had preached a sermon and this was actually a funny time i remember we actually had a quiz about this at our church's 75th anniversary recently but he had taught this song Randomly one Sunday. And I think he said he used this to get through college years or something like that. So I'm going to use this right now to get through this semester of college. It's been pretty tough. But he taught the simple song, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. As long as you have Jesus as your friend, you're going to make it. So don't be deceived. Don't stop. Either way, you're going to reap. But don't let your harvest get corrupted in the end. You need to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good communication. You have to make sure that you're trusting God and that you stay pure in his word and that you let his spirit lead you. Now, you may fall short. You may make mistakes and you may make some of the mistakes that we mentioned that says you cannot enter the kingdom of God if you do these certain things. But it says such were some of you. He has given us transformative power through his spirit. So as long as you submit to God. He will bless you. Like I said, it is your choice whether you want to be blessed or if you want to be cursed. Your labor for Christ will not be in vain because one day you will reap. One day you will live to see what God was trying to do through you and what he was leading you to do. And I know for me, I've had a lot of prayers. I've had a lot of pressing in the spirit for a lot of different things in my life. And there's a lot of things that it almost seems like things have almost gone backwards in certain ways. But then when I pray and I talk to God about it, he reminds me of the ways that he's still working and that the ways he still worked in ways that I wasn't paying attention to, because it's easy to not look by faith, but to look by sight. But even then. We can get distracted because we have bad communication. We're talking about all oh, th- all this bad is going on. These people aren't doing that. These people are in the church even, and they're not doing their job right, or they keep overusing me and all sorts of crazy stuff. But you can be having all this bad communication and corrupting your own good manners. When you could be communicating about the good things of God and teaching in the good things of God and focusing on the communicating the promise that God gave you. And when you have that kind of communication, you are able to see not only where you're headed through this time, but also you can see how he's working even right now. But if you're talking bad, then you're not going to be able to keep enduring. And if you're talking bad, you're not even going to see how he's working right now. So just before we give this episode a close i do want to close out this episode with prayer so let us pray right now dear heavenly father we thank you for this day and we thank you for all that you provided for us i pray lord that you would not let us be deceived but that you would remind us that your word is true that you would remind us and keep us on the way that is straight. That we would be led by your spirit of truth and not led astray by the spirit of error. That we would not be led astray by those who claim to have another doctrine. That claim to have another truth that is not the truth. I pray that we would continue to live in your way and that we would live under the fear of the Lord and in the reverence towards you, that we would continue to seek after you in love and your statutes and your commandments so that we don't fall into sin, that we would put off all the wickedness and malice in our life and any fornication and any idolatry and any vanity in our life and put on Christ, put on those holy beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, and being able to forbear and to forgive just as Christ, and having above all charity and love, not just for God, but also for each other and for our brothers and even to the world, to those who are enemies, to us and those who have treated us wrongly, to continue to show that love and to continue to press on and to continue to preach the gospel. I pray that everyone would have that revelation if they are deceived that you would break the veil of deception and give them insight, give them wisdom to continue and fill them with faith that they will continue to walk no matter what the situation may look like and no matter what the problems may be in their life. I plead the blood of Jesus over every individual and I pray that people will learn that they have the ability to choose this day whom they will serve and in that choice there is either a blessing or a curse in that and that they would choose wisely and that your spirit would fill them with faith and with grace to believe and to make the right decision in your holy name Jesus we praise you we thank you for your word we thank you for your power and we thank you for all that you're doing in this season and we wait earnestly for your return and we wait and we will continue to trust in the promises that you have promised to your church body to the whole entire world and the promises that you've given to each of us as individual sons and daughters of god so we praise your holy name and we thank you for all that you do and in jesus name we pray amen thanks again for listening to this week's episode i have been getting a little bit busy with some college stuff but i am still trying to get the the instagram page is going well but i still want to try to get the youtube page together and then i have some other things planned that i do want to roll out here soon but we may have to take a brief break but before that i do have at least one other interview planned and like i said i still have a lot of things that i want to get out and i even have a team that i'm slowly starting to build for the future so be on the lookout for all these updates that are coming and once again don't be afraid to reach out feel free to reach out on to us in any of our platforms and to leave a review on spotify leave a rating on spotify or leave a review on apple Podcasts. but yes this podcast has been growing steadily and i praise god for that it's all for his glory we just want to be disciples of christ but i pray that you guys all have a blessed day and until next time god bless you all